Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Football Friday on The Fan. It's a man's game now. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Football Friday with Danny and Dusty on 1080. We have great expectations. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you on this Football Friday. We got a big one coming up right here on The Fan Oh, tomorrow. Are you, you going to be a part of it? I am going to be a part of it oh, down yeah. at uh, beautiful Autzen Stadium. You can come by uh, and check out our, our pregame show, Anthony Newman, Andy Dirt Johnson, and myself. Uh, we will be live in front of the Mashovsky Center starting at 8 o'clock. And leading you up until I think we hand it off at 10.30 to Jerry, Jorgie, and Joey uh, for BYU, the 12th ranked team in the country, coming in taking on number 25, uh, Oregon. One of only two top 25 matchups in, in all of college football tomorrow. It's, it's going to be Liddy. Yeah. It's going to be Liddy at Austin. It, huh? is, it is not going to be uh, oh. Eastern Washington levels of noise liddy huh it's gonna be liddy i think that that's the exciting part is that we have a game where it's finally going to be the home atmosphere that like it's known for at Otson. 100 and it's it it, they're few and far between that you get those those really high energy moments right Mm -hmm. unfortunately reeser won't ever be like that this year because of the fact of Half of the stadium it's is being <laughs> renovated right now, which when that thing gets done, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. To have that many more people in the stands and have it be uh, more directed down at the field, I think it's going to be a lot. It's going to be very cool. But when you look at, you know, just your schedule and the way that it works out in, in the world of college football, right, there's only a handful of dates that get circled in our marquee dates uh, for home games. And I, I think this game is really interesting in, in Oregon and BYU because at the beginning of the year – it was you get you have that first test against mm-hmm. Georgia that you're looking forward to, and then you get through that, and you're prepping for the 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 rest of the way, and you're prepping for Pac-12 play. And BYU is going to be a a tough test, no doubt, mm-hmm. but it definitely wasn't a circle that game on the calendar. Well, now it is because it's the 12th ranked team in the country yes. coming to Dotson, and Oregon has something to prove, not the other way around. Yeah, you take a look at it now, and it was always going to be a good game. But just how good it gets thrown on its head because they go down and they, they upset Baylor. And now it becomes less of 
Oregon getting right before Pac-12 play and more about a measuring stick of what Oregon season could be for the rest of the year. Yep. And it's not to say that they, they can't, if they, if they lost the game, run the Pac-12 table and, and rectify some wrongs early in the season. But this now gives them either a boost into Pac-12 play or a smack on the back of the head. It's not before it was just kind of a, it's a game. Yeah. Now it, it, it has an ability to kind of set them on a, on a wider path, either a much better path or what could end up being a much worse, worse path where I think it, coming into this season, it was a lot, a lot more narrow bandwidth of which way it was going to go. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because I, I don't know if, if people quite anticipated BYU to come out of the gates and, and play as well as they have, this defense is stingy. They are really stinking good. And, one thing that I'm going to find really interesting to me is how Oregon goes out and attacks BYU because BYU does some things that uh, they're unique. They, Kalani Sataki, uh, being a defensive-minded head coach, just like Dan Lanning is, right? He had, their defense is dialed up, and they do some they do some interesting things. They move around a lot. They they have so much movement up front in their defense that. One thing, Oregon's veteran offensive line, you don't want to play a BYU team like this with a, a new offensive line, a, any new pieces, young pieces being thrown in the mix because of how much they move, they slant, they stunt. Pre-snap, they will move just as much uh, as, as an offense will uh, on the pre-snap. Their linebackers and, and where they bring pressure from and, and the timing of it, it can throw an inexperienced offensive line for a loop. And that's not the problem that, that I'm, I'm thinking about with Oregon. It's how does number 10 dissect everything that's going on behind that offensive line? As the offensive line is picking it up, right, it's not just that they throw these different looks at you, but you have guys dropping into coverage from places that if you're talking about a guy who can be baited into throws, as we saw Georgia do, okay, can BYU do the same thing to Bo Nix? That, to me, is the biggest chess match that we see in this game on, on Saturday. I'm, I'm, I think I'm halfway there with you, mostly because of everything we know about, or I shouldn't say everything we know, for what we mostly know about this Oregon team. The thing that I'm least concerned about is the offensive line. So I think they're going to allow Bo Nix to have that clean pocket. Because even against Georgia, he, he had a clean pocket almost the entirety of the game, which against that team is, is one of the more impressive things. I'm going to go to the other side. I'm not worried about it pocket. I'm worried about Him, your decision run making. game decision-making yeah. and checking yourself and in, in making the right choice. Cause one thing Kenny Dillingham has in his offense is he has a tag for everything, mm-hmm. right? You have RPOs tagged, you have screens tagged, you have just straight dump offs and checks that you can go from passing to running in. And that is the one that, that worries me. Cause the quarterback is the guy who's running that Responsible entire show. Ball, yeah. Everything that goes along those lines. Yeah. For me though, I'm going to the other side of the ball, but it, the exact same thing that you just mentioned. The defensive line, how well and how much Oregon's defensive line can get after Jaron Hall against this BYU offensive line, which I'll be honest, is probably one of the top five units in the country. They are loaded. They have two probably first round guys on the offensive line, and then they've got returners everywhere. They have got, and we talked about it yesterday, they are huge. They probably average 6'5", 310 across the offensive line. They are just massive. And what we have not seen in this Oregon team yet, granted, Eastern Washington versus Georgia, again, throwing it all up in the air. Can they get this BYU team off schedule without bringing 
everything that, that, that you know, would, would put their secondary in trouble. Absolutely. That's going to be a fun match. BYU has had the Pac-12's number two. But they went 5-0 and against the Pac-12 a year ago. Right now, they went out, and, and they have, albeit a home game in Provo, but they bring the number nine team in the country, and they grind one out in double overtime. Like, BYU may have, they may have, they could hang their hat on the Rodney Dangerfield team of the year. Mm-hmm. They're getting no respect, no respect ever mm-hmm. because how many years in a row do they need to do it? The COVID shortened year. Remember Zach Wilson? Mm-hmm. Where's the stupid headband anytime, anywhere, any place? They end up going and getting worked at Coastal Carolina on short notice. But, hell, they went and played that game. Yeah. And they went all the way across the country to Conway, South Carolina, to go and play Coastal. But you have that COVID year. Last year, they go 5-0 and against the Pac-12. And then this year, now you're looking at they knock off the number nine team in the country, and they're trying to come to Eugene and exercise some demons from, you know, what, 10 years before any of these kids on this team were born. And I say 10 years because... Uh, that, 2000 is that cutoff? Well, no, it might, it may be like okay. seven years with some of the guys on this team. I'm sure you do some seven year guys. Well, no, they're Mormon guys that went on missions. Oh, that's true, too. Oh, oh so you may even go. You have grown ass men. You might have some go you back have, even further just because no, they're. No, no, they'll find a way to get them out of there. Right. But uh, 1990, BYU has a huge win. They knock off Miami, the number one team in the country. They mm-hmm. went to Hudson Stadium, ranked as the number four team in the country, and. They Ty went to Denver. the stadium and got beat. They got beat by the Ducks. And so you you have program trying to exercise some demons that every step of the way under Kalani Sataki, they've done it. They've exercised the Bronco Mendenhall demons of not getting over the hump time and time again. And this, this BYU team is good. Here's the thing. I don't want to oversell this BYU team, but I don't want to undersell them. I don't want to disrespect them. They are, they, they are fully and totally capable of beating Oregon. There's not a question in my mind about that. But I think that, that the ranking that they have right now is probably a little high for them. I, I think they, they probably should be a little bit lower than they are. But that, I'm not saying that to take away from them just because I, I – No, you get circumstantial votes in this. Exactly. It's like, okay, well, you beat number nine. So you got to kind of split so the difference. So it's week two, so yeah. I guess we're just going to – we have to drop some teams down, move them up. We see it all the time, yeah. yeah. And so, But I, I don't want Duck fan to look at this and go – it's, this is a, a, a world-beating team. This is not Georgia. But they are not just a run-of-the-mill team. They have NFL talent on this team, and they can very much win this game. This is exactly what I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks about how, well, I really all summer long it, was, it started with, you know, you had Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, and then everybody else. Mm-hmm. We've kind of seen that it's more Georgia and then everybody else. There is a 4 through 15 kind of group of teams Mm -hmm. that they are all in a cluster that it is very hard to differentiate one from another. BYU falls into that group. You think they fall into that 15? Because I I think they're right on the outside. Because they've done everything that, what else do they need to do? It's true. I mean, what what, what else could they do? Yeah, it's it's not their fault. Last two years. Yes. I mean, they they are definitely in that group because it's been a couple of years. They have, they've, beating the teams that are in front of them and have an impressive win that they can hang on uh, on their mantle right now, which very few teams in the country have. And that squarely puts them in that group where, hey, if they lose, you're not going to be surprised at that. But if they were to keep on notching these wins and keep trucking along, I would not be you're shocked, not shocked no. one stinking bit. 
That's why it's not a, they're not an elite team. This is not a national title contender, nope. like you were saying, but this is the group that is kind of the, the good of college football. Mm-hmm. And if Oregon wants to get back into that, like they were at the beginning of the year and they were there, they need to win this game. And with everything of, of how Bo Nix performs, how the defensive line mm-hmm. performs, I'm so interested to see in these crunch time where when the rubber meets the road, how does Dan Lanning and his staff respond to? Because they, we have not seen any opportunities where there, there's big-time decisions to be made. And that's going to be the interesting part for me. Will, will we see this running back you know, room get pared down? And are we going to see the guys, kind of, or the, the battles kind of sort themselves out? Are we still going to see 10 receivers playing in a game or when it comes crunch time and you're in a tight game, who are the guys that are going to be on the field? All of these questions that we've had that have loomed so large over this team through the first two weeks of the season and really all of fall camp, we're going to get answers to in a tight game because that is what I expect tomorrow is it's not a blowout either way. We are going to see two teams that are going to go head-to-head and we're going to find out a lot about the medal of both of them. I would counter with this. I think one way or the other, we, we can always, like last night with Chargers Chiefs, you can take a look at it and go, this is the story that you expect, and does it live up to that? More often than not, no. And I think with this game, it has less to do with living up to the game and more about answering questions. And I believe that no matter what happens, good, bad, or ugly, you will actually have real yeah. answers to questions for the first quarter of the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what does a win over... BYU mean. Danny and Dusty on the fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Russ is just tempting the fates right now as far as he can take He so is. (laughs) This is a love song for football, man. Just remember I love you. Keep going. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Well, I got to say the rest for karaoke night. Of course. Of course you do. 503-250-1080. That is a fan text sign. Uh, we were talking to Oregon to BYU. And uh, I have this question about this game with Oregon and BYU. We were talking about how different this game is from the beginning of the year to where it is now. Where this has always been a game that is has been on the radar it was going to be a, a good test for Oregon, but it was not a circle today. Now that BYU is number 12 by proxy just beating the number nine team in the country in Baylor Certainly. and being 2-0, and what does a win for Oregon mean over BYU? I think if you look at what it does, it is, here's the weird thing about it. I, I think a win helps less than a loss hurts, if that makes sense. I think it's more about riding the ship because I think expectations were above right. where they're yep. at right now. But it, it's, it's more about, it, 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 to use a, a ship analogy here, it keeps you out of the rocks. Yeah, it, You're not free and clear into the open seas, but you're not crashing into the shoreline anymore. You lose this game, you start crashing into the shoreline. There is there is starting that panic in the streets conversation yes. of is you know is Oregon going on the right direction or is Dan Lanning the right, Lanning the right all of those questions start becoming louder and louder and usually you'll say fair or not not fair not because it is not. so early in a coaching tenure to make sweeping judgments but those questions will be there yes. and and they will need to be answered. And the way you answer them is you win football games. And that, to, to me, I, I'm, I'm with you a ton on the a win does less than a, a loss because the loss will hurt a lot more. And that kind of tells you your expectations coming into the game. Well, the expectations coming into the season, but what BYU in that perception of them being that kind of Rodney Dangerfield team of people probably should be giving them a hell of a lot more respect than that what they're getting heading into this game as three-and-a-half-point underdogs, even though I think that that line is – I think that that is where the line should be. I think Oregon is a better the football home team. They are more t- they're more talented. They are should be favored. You are at home, and that, that makes sense to me, right? I'm really interested to see kind of this week is how people are going to feel about Oregon – if Georgia does to South Carolina what they've done to their first two opponents, which is absolutely dismantle and destroy them. Mm-hmm. Because if they continue on that collision course that what Georgia's been playing like, I wonder if that softens the blow because people are going to be like, oh, this is just what they do. They're you know? just, just going to tear limbs off every single opponent they play. But beating BYU for Oregon, it this is a... This is a big game because then it sets your tone for the rest of the way as you go through conference play because Pullman is not going to be an easy place to play. Uh, you are going to be going up against a Jake Dickert defense, which 
you know, this is a completely new era of Washington State Cougar football where we talk about defense before we start talking about the offense. Weirdly. And, and, but rightfully so, right? Uh, because of how well that they've played the first two weeks of the season on that side of the football, um, especially last weekend against uh, Wisconsin. But going up to the Blues, weird stuff happens at the Blues, and Washington State is that team that plays Oregon ridiculously hard every single year. And so the importance of this game for Oregon, it's immense, man. You can get your season back on the rails and in in the right direction mm-hmm. more so than you know you could ever ask heading into conference play. I mean, this is the perfect game before yes. conference play because it, and again. I hate to beat this horse because it is on the side of the road, dead curled up in a ball at this point in time. We don't know a bleeping thing about this team. We don't. We don't know anything about the offense, about the wide receiver room, about the running backs, about the secondary, about the defensive line. I don't think that you can write anything into stone about this team because of who they play, because the, the polls have been so far between Georgia and Eastern Washington. And that's why I look at this game and I and I consistently I don't I I don't know how to how to put this other than to say this is a measuring stick game for good or or worse. Yeah. I think one of the things that we do know that that, that may play in Oregon's favor in this game is that their offense is not the quick strike we are going to score in two or three plays and that's kind of how we get you you're going to get got and we're going to catch you on the jaw. That's fair. Well, and one thing stylistically that we, we know. Well, one thing we have known, we do know, is Kenny Dillingham's offense is going to grind out drives. Mm-hmm. They're going to put six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve play drives together, and they talk about explosives. But those explosives aren't sixty yards to the house. Those explosives are twenty yards, and then moving the sticks. And even when you get behind the sticks, you're not out of your series, which is something that is kind of a breath of fresh air because mm-hmm. you, you, when Mario Cristobal era, you get behind the sticks and they're doomed. Uh-uh. Now we've seen them against both good teams, Georgia. They mm-hmm. did get behind the sticks on the very first drive where you had uh, Almave jump off sides and you had what, a third and 13. You ended up converting that, right? Those play, that is your... That is your ability in this offense is you're going to push it downfield, but it isn't going to be the explosive, game-breaking, exciting play. And that could help this team tremendously, especially if you have struggles on the defensive line. And you can keep your offense on the field. You can grind them out, but you're then relying on Bo Nix to make savvy decisions every single play because it comes on your quarterback when you are putting together long drives like that. That risky proposition is certainly something that will – if things go, you know what, you, you are obviously significantly closer to this program than I am. If Bo Nix, let's say the game is close, but Bo Nix has a sideways first half, but they the defense bails them out or uh, the running back room does break a few, few runs and get some points on the board. Let's say he goes out there and has a two interception half, you know, 110 yards, and he's just, he's struggling. He's riding that struggle bus. But they're in the game. Does Lanning look at Ty Thompson? I think we do. I think you see it. I, I, I honestly, I, I think that you do, whether fair or not to Bo Nix, yes, because that this is a big game for Oregon and getting it right on, getting on the rails and back on the right track. And, and knowing where you're going to be and what you have going forward going into Pac-12 play. Sure. 
503-250-1080. Time for the worst day on the web. Here's Rust with SportsCenter. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. We do it every single day at this time. Somebody's not having a good day. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well... That sucks. Well, Dusty, we could probably put Robert Sarver on this list until inevitably he gets removed as owner of the Phoenix Suns. Mm, That's a tease for something coming up a little bit later in the program because Mm. now money is starting to talk in the NBA. Yeah, they're lining him up and basically kicking him in the junk every single day until they get rid of him. But today we're going to go a little bit simpler and a little less dirty. Gerald Everett had um, a fantastic play. If you want to go dirtier, it could be Clay Travis's book ex- excerpts. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to circulating the web. Good lord, that, that just makes me feel gross talking about it. Yeah, I don't even want. Ugh. I would highly suggest not even Googling this. It's uh, it's a lot. I'll be honest. Oh, was, it's a whole thing, man. I was not like I was expected. Like, oh, yeah, it'll be childish. And, no, it's bad. Yeah. Um, but Gerald Everett had uh, a, a rather solid game for. The Chargers last night stepping in place for for uh, for Parham. Yep, had uh, what seven catches? I believe like sixty something yards. Our, our, yeah, our six, boss six for seventy one. Our boss picked him up on his fantasy roster because he accidentally drafted a uh, Dolphins tight end, and they don't really throw the tight end. So he picked him up and had a nice little fantasy night. Problem is, after his nice little scamper that got the uh, Chargers down to the three-yard line. 26 yards is a long way for number seven to run. For a big old tight end, uh, and he, he broke some tackles, and, and, and you know, he was, he, was, he was rumbling, stumbling, bubbling. Can I raise my hand here really quick? Yeah, go, go, go. Does anybody buy that he's only 240 pounds? No, he's solid 270. He's, he's listed at 6'3", 240. He's 270. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's a th- Thick boy. <laughs> uh, Number seven. But he bumbled and stumbled down the yep. yards, 25 yards down the field, got them right to the doorstep, getting ready to go and march in and score. He did the universal signal. He tapped that helmet, said, get me out of here. One out. Well, One out. the trifecta of dumb all came together for this play for the Chargers because the coaching staff didn't pick up on it. Justin Herbert didn't pick up on it, and Everett didn't take himself off the field. They get up the line of scrimmage. They run a play. They run the pass. Everett runs a lazy route, doesn't uh-huh. seal off the corner. Seventh-round pick from Washington State, Mr. Watson, jumps in front of a lazy route and houses it. 99 yards for a pick six in his second-ever NFL game. It ends up being the deciding score in a 27-24 game between the Chiefs and Chargers. And really, you can talk about a lot of different points in this game. That singular play, not even the pick six, as bad as that was, not taking your time in that moment was a just a giant kick in the junk for and, and this is the thing is that Gerald Everett is taking is taking the brunt of this and getting the worst day on the web because everybody's raking him including uh, Tony Gonzalez after the game apparently on the post game show was saying that's his fault and it is like he ran a terrible route right there mm-hmm. and if you're going to be out there you at least need to 
give everything you have on the goal line, especially after um, a big play like you just had. But he's taken the brunt of it, but one, it was identification of your guys and where they are. Like, you have to know. With the, with, the, with the raid, the route was kind of developing on that. Justin Herbert forcing that ball where he did. He always trusts his arm. That was one. That's such a lesser extent to Gerald Everett. I think the brunt of this should be on the coaching staff of why in the heck are you so adamant that you need to push the tempo because you have a personnel grouping that is favorable to you. I understand you cannot run the football in that game at all, but to have that call come in as the guy is trying to tap himself out of the game just because you want to, you know what, where you're trying to set up. Mm-hmm. And Gerald Everett is telling you, I need out of this game, and you throw a play designed to go to, to the him. guy who does not want to be in the game, and the guy who is laboring down the field. I, I think that is on the coaching staff yep. just as much as it is on Gerald Everett. No, it is more on Gerald Everett. But it is, should be on the coaching staff as well to have a little bit of culpability here because they des- they called a play to go to the guy who wanted out because he was absolutely gassed. And he looked it. He looked you knew it. every bit of it. And what makes this worse is after the pick, Everett's standing there, hands on hips, mouthpiece falls out of his helmet. He just slowly bends over. Let me grab my mouthpiece real quick. It was kind of like a, yep, I told you so. That was bad. And it, the optics of it were so bad, so bad as Watson is literally running the other way and Herbert's mm. chasing Watson down, trying to save a pick six from happening. Oh, that's brutal. That's as Gardner Minshew would say, that's brutal, dude. Brutal, dude. Can't have one of those. And uh, it was one of the few miscues of Justin Herbert in, in a fantastic night in a blemish uh, against him is that he took a, a shot later in the game, and you always think of sliding doors, right? Mm-hmm. Sliding doors moments in, in football games. If that play goes differently, does Justin Herbert get his ribs demolished a few a, a couple series later? Does that play happen? Are you Are you calling the game the exact same way? Because remember, they go pick six. It scores 17-17. They go pick six. They go down and score. The Chargers go three and out on the very next one, and I believe on that next series, isn't that the one where the Chargers got a field goal right after that yeah. to go up by 10? And then you have Herbert, boom, he has to make a miracle. He gets his ribs caved in. Yeah. What is the sliding doors moment of, of Justin Herbert's entire season on that Gerald Everett wanting to get tapped out of the game, half-button that play, and it going 99 yards the other way? Whoa, what if they, they screw up the whole season on that one because of that one play? It is in, like, there's, there's, like, there's a, but an old, old saying, smooth is fast. Smooth is fast. And when you try to force things, that's when things fall apart. Even if you want that tempo, Oof. if that tempo isn't smooth, if you're forcing the action and it doesn't feel right, more often than not, it's, it's the wrong approach. And that, that's not even just for calling tempo in the NFL. You, oh, I That's thought you, I life. didn't know if you were talking about your love life or no. you're talking about calling football no, 100%, games. No, 100%, man. Smooth smooth is fast, okay? <laughs> I'm telling you. You can't be fast without being smooth. Otherwise, you get that friction. Oh, man. Like, what? What, a, what a rough day for the Chargers as uh, they had that pick six and then, as the text line is pointing out, how about the interceptions that went the other way from them, too? Um, the Asante Samuel one, uh, the the main one that we talked about earlier. 
All right, Gerald Everett, you're having a tough day on the web. Um, glad you got your mouthpiece, though, man. Really glad for you, you. you picked that one up on, on the way out of the end zone. All right, you mentioned it. Uh, we'll take a quick breath from football on this Football Friday because um, the Robert Sarver Phoenix Sun saga is continuing. And now is where the pressure gets ramped up because I said this right when it came down and I reiterated it yesterday. Nothing will happen with the ownership of the Suns until it affects the pocketbooks of others. Could we see that starting to happen? Danny and Dusty on the fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Okay, it, uh, it is one thing that uh, continues to happen across the NBA is this trickle-out of news with Robert Sarver and the Phoenix Suns. Um, we have got, after the one-year suspension and the $10 million fine, uh, folks are not happy with the handling of the NBA and Robert Sarver after everything that is alleged to have happened. And there will be lawyers, and this is far from being done. But nothing will happen with the ownership of the Suns, which is what some people want to change hands, until the NBA and the other 29 owners start losing money. And we may see the first evidence that money being pulled away um, is happening. Now, it's not from the rest of the NBA, but they're going to hurt Robert Sarver where it hurts the most, which is in his own pocketbook as the Phoenix Suns jersey patch sponsor, PayPal, announced today they will not renew their agreement with the team as long as Robert Sarver is the owner after this season, which they are locked into in their contract. Yeah, there's there's so much kind of going on. Uh, if you're If you're looking for everything, go to Baxter Holmes of ESPN. He literally has everything. He was the one who originally wrote the report. Uh, he has all of the latest, including so. Let's let's kind of go through the timeline of events since David or since Adam Silver's. I almost said David's turn. Good lord, uh, since Adam Silver's press. He's conference. been dead for a while. Yeah, no, he's been gone for a long time. Yeah. Um, Adam Silver's press conference, which he rightfully and not rightfully got pummeled for. Like he's the mouthpiece for the owners, so he did what the owners were supposed to do. But he could have not basically looked at people and said that owners are better than them. It could have gone a lot better than that. Uh, but since that, uh, John uh, Najafi, who is the uh, second largest stakeholder in the Suns, okay. he has publicly called for the resignation, res- resignation of Robert Sarver. Hey, that that's was, good. Yes, that was the first real big, okay, boom. Because Chris Paul's statement, LeBron's statement, while it shouldn't fall on the players, was it was weak. It was very weak. They, they've hardly said anything it was a giant nothing burger a lot of it doesn't belong here it's a well, kind way to say a nothing burger yes yeah. it, it, it really was it was so, sad so you had that and we already talked about larry fitzgerald is also a minority owner in the, in the Suns, and he's part of the he's actually part of the group that originally signed a letter that endorsed robert sarver at the beginning of the public the pub the publication of said investigation so that's our kind of timeline of where we sit now well i, sh- I shouldn't say that because now we also have uh, Jersey sponsor PayPal, yep. which is a league partner, but in this instance, they are 
only the jersey sponsor. And they have said that they will not continue with said sponsorship with the Suns if Robert Sarver continues as the majority shareholder of the team. So that's money impacting the Suns. It's not money impacting the league quite yet, but we're starting to get the snowball effect. One thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. Phoenix uh, Mayor uh, Kate uh, Gallego and some of the city city's council members released a statement in which, in part, they said, we have asked city staff to investigate any actions and as uh, as leaders as the city of Phoenix can take in light of the details substantiated in said report. So now it's becoming a city civic matter, which becomes important because if there's a civic underswell around this, much like with the Sacramento Kings when they were trying to leave, mm-hmm. you know why ultimately they, were, they, they couldn't leave, right? The minority owners have the right of first refusal on a sale or a move. They are the ones who stopped it. And it was backed by the city. As, as weird as that sounds, because Kevin Johnson was, I believe, mayor. mayor at the time, yeah. was trying to get them out. He was a horrible mayor. Yes. But, yes, he was the mayor. But there, you had city council members on the other side of it and working with the minority shareholders, keeping the Sacramento case. So that's, that's what I'm saying. As far as you want, to, you want the civic involvement if you want Robert Sarver all out. Right. And so that's the next step in this. But, but, this is a hefty but, this is a statement from league partner, Kia. Remember, the difference between yeah. team partner and league partner is huge. As an official partner of the NBA, Kia America supports the NBA and the WA's position based on their investigation regarding the owner of the Phoenix Sun. We stand with the league, the players, the fans, and the need for respectful, inclusive workplaces and look forward to continue our relationships within the entire NBA community. In other words, we like our checks with the NBA. So that's, that's maybe a, a, not, a, not an arrow in Robert Sarber's quiver, but it's not one in his back. You want you want them all in his back if you want him gone. Absolutely. So, I, I've talked to a few people around the league over the last. That Kia one doesn't sound like much. You no, know, it's not. It's it's. If anything, them not releasing a statement would have been more beneficial. Right. To 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 the NBA and to uh, the Sarver out crowd. Yeah. Releasing that statement is kind of like really, because you're 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 almost tacitly backing Sarver mm-hmm. because you're not coming out against him. Anything that comes out. If you're if you're a proponent of getting Sarver out, it needs to come out uh, fervently against him, and that would be pulling your money out yes. uh, of the league. And I just it, there's just not enough right now to do it. But this is where the PayPal one, and this is how the snowball happens. Though is will anybody else follow suit uh, with PayPal, who's just dropping the jersey patch sponsorship? It's nothing more, nothing else with the league. Um, we'll find out though, how, how upset people start to get. I just don't think a lot of people really know about this. If you're talking about the timing of it all, if this happens during the NBA playoffs, like the Donald Sterling one did, I think it's, I think it's a far larger story that people are paying more attention to basketball just isn't on people's minds right now. The league did this on purpose. And that's, that's the thing about it is that people are sitting there going, meh, well, Basketball, it's not basketball season, it's football season. As wrong as that sounds because of what was found in that report. It's not the, front of mind. It, it absolutely the coverage not. is right now all about the NFL, college football, the NBA, is MLB postseason races. It's so far back on the back burner 
that it, it's people not caring, even though it is being reported on every single day. I mean, we've talked about it every day because it is a big, it's a big story that it, it's amazing that the, the, the fans of the NBA and fans of sports are just like, mm, yep, okay. Here's the thing, Rich Creep. Yeah, that, that, well, you're, you're, you're right there, and here's the point. Adam Silver works for the owners of the NBA, and his job is to protect them and, and protect their interests. Yep. Dropping a story and bringing the results in the opening weeks of the NFL season was strategic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, the because, week of, the uh, coming out of the week one of the National Football League, yeah, of course. On, on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> the first Monday morning quarterback call is their press conference, and they did it on purpose to try to hide this, and they also linked it with their creation of the new in-season tournament to try to, again, muddy it and put some more noise around it. And it's what they're trying to do, because if if they were serious about getting rid of him, you know when this would have happened? Uh, It would have happened in a month after their training camp leading into the regular season when all the players are in. That's the thing is, we're we're looking at the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers are mostly in town. Most teams, players are just now getting into town this uh, week. Yeah, speaking of, uh, if you like surgeries, Gary Payton II has had an abdominal core surgery. Well, he, he he did have it earlier. He, un- yeah. he underwent it, I, I believe, about six weeks ago. It exact- July. It was in July. Yeah. Uh, the Blazers' statement says Gary Payton II underwent off-season procedure in July to address a core muscle injury. The procedure was performed by Dr. William C. Myers and Dr. Alexander E. Poor uh, at Vincera Institute in Philadelphia. His rehab is progressing well and is expected to make a full recovery by the start of the regular season. Why do they put in, like, the doctor's? Well, do we care about who who does it? Like, well, we, unless it's like Edward Scissorhands, I don't care who's doing it. I think it's a little bit of pub for the doctors, Doctor Nick. But also, uh, this is the same doctor that did Damian Lillard's and Nasir Little's core injury. It's the same injury for all three guys. So we're we're okay with with bulk, bulk this discount? being a lot faster than Dame's and Nasir's recovery. Oh, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be right on par. Dame, I mean, Dame was ready to go in like six weeks. They just had him shut down for the season. Hmm. Same, same with Nasir. Nasir was ready to go after. He, so he had, the, he had it done around the same time he had his sh- shoulder surgery done. It just wasn't publicized. Hmm. So, but yeah, there you go. All right, uh, let's go back to the football. We've got a great weekend of Pac-12 football. Hey, the Conference of Champions can make a name for itself uh, with a couple of big wins. Let's take a look at uh, games around the Pac Plus in hour number three. The Beavs taking on Montana State right here in down. Town, Portland. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.